Trigonometry. 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 I dislike this because I like trigonometry. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're making a mockery of your favorite maths. Is it my favorite math? <laughs> I suppose it is my favorite maths. Is it? I suppose, yeah. Cool. I, I like trigonometry. Anyway, so, uh, so Trigonometry <laughs> is a podcast in which two alt-right guys bring on guests who have different opinions to them and they argue it out. So my friend uh, told me to listen to this podcast if I wanted to hear some diverse opinions or people... Because I was saying, you know, I'd like to hear a podcast where genuinely people from different sort of... Walks of life. Different political backgrounds have it out, but mm. in a respectful, good faith way, not just fucking echo chamber reinforcing each other's beliefs kind of way mm. I think oh, that'd be nice and he was like yeah check out this it's kind of interesting they get on like different people and he was like there's an episode with like this hardline feminist and these alt-right guys and I was like okay we'll Let's give it a go make out by the end <laughs> <laughs> well I give it a go and funny enough um, <coughs> she's ultra conservative turf oh, <laughs> feminist really? well usually turf is like radical like feminist yeah she's but not she radical is, but she does hate uh she hits the trans. trans. She hits the trans. But I, I thought it was really intriguing the way that she kind of danced around saying it and then said it several times but sort of didn't really ever linger on it, you know? Like it was all like kind of undermining trans women and then kind of not really saying why and just sort of moving on. And you're like, oh, that's really cool, cool the way you, you're just like implying it so yeah. blatantly in lots of different <laughs> ways but like not saying anything to, uh, you know, it's I, just like, fuck off. Like, I mean, but, this, is, this is one thing that kind of like bothers me a little bit about the internet is that like sometimes the insane people are, are right and sometimes they weren't insane at all because like I always think like whenever you know do you remember obviously the most famous one which was um, J.K. Rowling being a turf mm. but like whenever the first accusations started coming around they sounded insane it's like she liked a tweet by somebody who uh, said something and it was like what the fuck, you know? How can you hold somebody accountable for that? Like? Yeah, exactly. And then, but then it was like, I stand with, I do this. And it was like little things just like building mm. up. And they were like, these people are insane. They just sound like fucking lunatics just looking for their uh, villains. But then, sure enough, she came out as a huge turf. Mm. What was interesting about it was that cause then you look at their, then you look at their particular like bread trail, breadcrumb trail. And you're like, you know, it is lots of she's saying it without saying it, Aye. and it's like really it, it is it like it is a lot of like passive aggressive stuff. Although I suppose one thing to be said here is just because they were right doesn't mean that they were right to judge her for her passive aggressive messages. I think it's you know it depends how much attention you're paying to these people. Like because I picked up even with um, Adam Buxton, like you know I turf. Uh, he's a bit fucking call him out come on turf I wouldn't say he was, well he might be a turf but that's the thing I've been listening to him for so long like I've probably been listening to him for 10 years like mm. that I noticed in some of his recent podcasts like and he, he does it all the time we've talked I think I've talked about this before um, but he, he would interview people and then they would say something yeah, about you know they would say something about modern world or internet Twitter stuff and he would leap on it like, but don't you think it's just gone a bit too far? Don't you think the people are being a bit too sensitive these days? And mm. you're like, oh, he really has a chip on his shoulder here. He really mm. wants to get, he wants the opportunity to really have it out with people. Mm. And sometimes it'd be a bit like, mm, yeah, maybe I don't really want to talk about this because <laughs> you clearly have a very strong opinion about it. Mm. Or they'd be like, I don't know, or they'd gloss over it or whatever. But you can tell he's really itching yeah, yeah. to pull he's them. Triggered. He's triggered. Yeah. He really wants to get into that debate with them. Like, and, mm. he's, and he gets really defensive as well. He's like, obviously, I don't know. I mean, things change and maybe I'm just a wee bit out of touch. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> it's just like, I hate all these people and I hate all this whinging online and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you're just like, oh, fuck off, man. Like, you know, just, 
I don't know. And so I guess my point is like I've been listening to him for so long that I started to notice these wee sort of ticks things he would drop mm. into the conversations with interview in an interviews with people where mm. it was clearly like he had a bug up his ass about the the sort of woke people or whatever and mm. or virtue signaling or something. And instead of just fucking saying it like he was just really dancing around the issue because he doesn't want to alienate his fans. Mm. I just think that's really weak. <clears throat> so it's probably something similar to that. Like people are kind of watching JK Rowling because they're big Harry Potter fans and then they see her like in a tweet from somebody who's like a fucking mm. massive transphobe and they're like oh this is intriguing <laughs> yeah you know? I, I suppose that like it is it's easy to kind of go back and say oh yeah they, they obviously had her number you know it's the kind of thing where what was the, I can't remember the message she said which was like you, you can call yourself anything you want I think <laughs> it was like a thing that kind of really ruffled all the feathers and it sort of sounds kind of in support of trans people mm. on the surface but you know you kind of you start pulling it back and it's like, well, you know, it's a kind of statement that sort of, you know, it kind of raises a lot of alarms. It's kind of like, it's like the thing where you're having, having an argument with somebody and they say something that sounds like it's a favor for you, Aye. but they're really saying something else, you know? It's like, um, yeah, like I'm just trying to think of what it would be. It's like, you know, I don't have a problem with gay people. <laughs> I'm not racist, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> sort of like that kind of thing. It's like, you know, it's like what you're not saying is more incriminating. And so like, yeah, it's like well, if you can call yourself anything you want, it's kind of like, yeah, but they're women. And then they're like, yeah, it could be, you could say, <laughs> call yourself anything you want. Yeah, because women? they're women. Yeah, exactly. Call yourself anything you want. You know, you said I mean. Just not, yeah, like, biting, like, just not. Exactly. Uh, you're just, you're being really evasive on saying, they're not women. <laughs> yeah. The, I, that, that this trigonometry thing was funny, like, how your woman, I don't know, it was good to hear how, you know, people who I clearly don't agree with were uh, framed their own position, you know? You've been so radicalised, is that what you're telling me? What is it? You've been radicalised, is that what you're telling me? I've been radicalised to the alt-right. Yeah. From, from one <laughs> podcast, from <laughs> half a podcast I listened to last night, just going, right. I bought an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> no, so like, what, what, was, what are they talking about? So the guys that they were interviewing her, uh, turned out they didn't disagree with a single thing she said, after all. It wasn't like they were going, oh, we're going to challenge her and drag her over the coals mm. here with all mm. these ultra-feminist things she's going to say. Mm. They just sort of shut up and, and, like, agreed. And one of the points she made was, like, I care about, like, real issues, you know, real issues, not all this, like, airy-fairy. And she tried to make it a class thing. She tried to be, like, upper-class people only complain about these issues and working-class people, you know, oh, care about real issues. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's a bit of a fucking straw man there. Like, and then about 10 minutes later in the podcast, she was like, there was a woman who was like abusing the this maternity char- mater- maternity charity because mm. it was a private charity. She was just taking advantage and like using everything they had in there. And I just, when I read about that, I was so offended. I'm like, I thought you cared about real issues. <laughs> you were like a proper feminist who cared about the working class issues. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Because as she elaborated on that story, what she was saying was, what we need to do is we need to have better controls on the types of people that we let into women's uh, spaces and I was like oh uh, it's the trans thing again yeah, yeah, yeah. oh you were coding your <laughs> your hatred of trans people again I uh, see what you're doing there but, uh, but then she just didn't code it she was just being really blatant she was like I can't believe people attacking JK Rowling for having an opinion and I was like oh dear I, it's funny I know somebody who uh, joined an institution and whenever they first signed up they were like well they rightly said like you are public figures now you work for this large institution so you know what you say online matters so if you're going to say something online do not associate it back with this institution you know your yeah. your authority here has nothing to do with your authority out there on something unrelated mm-hmm. but then they said like you know don't become like weighing in like the trans issues like uh, JK Rowling I don't even think what she said was that bad 
<laughs> Somehow he got away with saying that. Who said this? Well, I can't. This was a, a, a recent. Oh, someone do you know or something? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. I mean, if you if you if you remember the edit, this I can tell you. Sure. The the guy that like introduced him to the guy who's orientating all the new starts. Yeah. Jesus, that's <laughs> fucking grim. But see, I don't know. I want like because what I wonder is like from the outside looking in is like it must seem like all the trans people are insane because it's like. <laughs> Like, cause I, I I actually haven't read her messages, but it's like her her statement in the paper. I I have read it, but I forgot what it said. And I no, I, I read a couple of tra- tweets and stuff. I but like uh, in my mind, it's like she's like she was the devil going, you know, trans people are scum. But like I ima- uh, like, but I imagine if you're on the outside looking in, I bet you it looks really like you know really. Like, I just want to start a conversation and like w- women are like women are women and trans people are great and everything they're sisters but you know so I think one of the <laughs> from the outside it looks like she's really reasonable I don't know Come on, I remember reading something and thinking oh that's not that bad but then she, she sort of elaborates a bit and you're like no that's not great yeah, I can't yes. remember what it was but anyway okay like I mean it's not even I know that's the thing too because it's not it's it's some some of the flack is her weighing in and saying something anti-trans but I think a lot of the flack is what are you doing weighing in on this like you know what have you got what's your stake in this conversation you know what's your stake in this and do you not see how if you're not completely 100% supportive of it you are creating negative energy towards you know Mm. an oppressed minority there is like something I mean this is probably a tepid take but it was new to me but it came from like the uh, unbelievably centrist Northern Lion, who's a streamer on Twitch, but he said about it was that um, you know because uh, fuck uh, Meatloaf died recently, oh yeah, and like Meatloaf in the late part of his life was kind of like mired in anti-vax stuff. That's the thing, yeah, and he his take. You on know, it, he wasn't that bad though. Like he got um, he got two of the vaccines. He didn't get the booster though. I guess two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Is that true though? Any of that true? Other than that setup for that joke. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's true though. I think he didn't get the booster. Or okay. Ah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was gripped there for a second. I was like, really? You got the vaccinations and he was an anti-vaxxer, right? Okay. Anyway, but yeah, the, what, what his take on it, and maybe this is a common take, but it, for me, it sort of caught me by like, thinking like the righteousness of it, which is like whenever you're being, you're, the Guardian is bringing on uh, Meatloaf to have an interview with them, you ask him about his career and his music and things that he's an expert in, you don't then suddenly ask him what his opinions are on mm-hmm. like fucking virology, something he's not trained in and anything else. So it's really at the problem is at the interviewer trying to prop up a controversy for their own sales, asking somebody who's clearly not qualified to talk about something, you know. That and like a butter to hell, he was gone. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> that interview room. No, but he shouldn't have said like. Yeah, he, sh- he shouldn't have, but then he also shouldn't have been asked. You know, in that sort of way, I it's like no man. The only thing I don't want to weigh in on that because that's not my. Well, area. no. It's see the thing is the only thing in, in in there's no interest. There's no public interest in what somebody, what a musician thinks about COVID mm. because it's really only just like juicy like gossip at that point because yeah. they're not experts. Their opinions really don't matter. Yeah, it's different now. Like if you're reporting on like you know Meatloaf took to stage and in front of thousand people and told them not to get vaccinated, uh, that would be an entirely different issue. But yeah. if I was to like bring out an opinion from you in an interview when you were there to talk about like I don't know a song you just released, yeah, I mean that would be irrelevant to the. But first that's of all, the it's premise up for the, the interview. It's up for and, me to go like 
Sorry, I don't see how it's relevant to our interview. Like, it's up for me to have the gumption to go. Yeah, I see yeah I'm not try, saying you're trying to get me to say something. <laughs> I'm not saying he's here. great, like you know, in this situation. But what I'm saying not is, like, the, the the actual moral obligation is for the reporter. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> they, yeah, they reporters, get, they, reporters they get off scot free. No, they're cunts, like, and they and they ask really vile things, and they cross boundaries and stuff all the time in interviews. Like, but then I think rock stars are pretty used to that. Like, they do it. He's been doing that for yeah. years and years and years. Like. I'm not saying like he doesn't, you know, like he was ambushed or anything like that. It's just more what I'm saying is it's none of his business and it's none of our business what he thinks. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I didn't particularly give a fuck when I found out about that either. I was just like, well, another, another old man that thinks COVID is fake. He, he, t- he didn't even say that. He, he said, um, what was it? It was, uh, I think he said something like, I'm going to look after myself or something, but I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, don't don't try to oppress me with these rules or something like that. Or, or we thought the lockdown um, policies were too strict. I think that's what it was. He just thought the lockdown thing was too strict. Hmm. Uh, in Australia at the moment, they're currently trying to prosecute based on like violations of human rights over the lockdown proceed um, protocols. Hmm, which is interesting. Interesting, interesting indeed. <clears throat> I'm surprised they don't have any kind of legal provisions uh, policy for, or thing and provisions in place for emergencies, but. I don't know their law. Mm. I don't know. I wonder. But I just think, though, like a bat out of hell is how vaccine, how COVID got started. How <laughs> <laughs> did I miss that low hanging? Oh fruit my god! I can't believe that wasn't uh, immediately apparent to us and all the journalists writing it. Bat out of China. Yeah, that like implies China's hell, though, which might yeah, go down not, badly. That's not great, is it? <laughs> What'd you call the place again? Wuhan? Wuhan. Like a bat out of Wuhan. Yeah, mm. there you go. Does a scan. Great, but yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do you know? Did you know that the song uh, "The Blue Car and the Red Car" had a race? Yes, from the advert for Milky Way. Yeah, you know what? It was a single. No way. Do you, you know? Buy it? What's well, right? You could buy it. You could buy it. Yeah, it was actually a big hit. Well, not number one, but big. Was you it know? like Milky Bar single? Yeah. Was it like still part of the product when it was released? <laughs> I wonder if it came from, could, you, <laughs> could you do that? Could you release an album with a chocolate bar so that way you could get a, a number one record? I think they've done stuff like that before where you, when you buy a record you got a lollipop or something or... Yeah, or b- bought an iPod and got a U2 album. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, um, uh, but Current! <laughs> Topical! <laughs> well, this is great content for 2011, you know. Um, but, uh, I love watching the video where they apologised for it. <laughs> They're just sitting around. Did they really uh, apologise for it? It was kind of funny. Fucking hell, just double down. I know, that was the thing. I was like, he was really like, I know, we shouldn't have done it. Look, we just thought it was a really nice idea, and, you know, it's, yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> it's like... Fuck you, you got a free album, it's only added value. What's your problem? Yeah, delete it if you don't want it. Mm. This, is my, this, is the, this is why people don't like you two, no fucking spine. <laughs> um, a Bono one with his charitable work all over the world. <laughs> fucking no spine, mate. <laughs> but people do hate them. They don't and I, that, like, this is, of course, the modern discourse. You know, when somebody does donate to charity, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with them? I was like, well, that's, that's the immediate feeling. What are they up to? What are they, they think they're better than me? You know, it's it, it's jealousy. It's pure jealousy. Like, it's it, every time a pop star like gets above their station and starts preaching about the way the world should be. I think well, that's true. That's back to my original point. Mm. It's not fu- what the fuck does Bono know about starving <laughs> Africans? He goes fuck all. Every time he clicks his fingers, <laughs> you die. <laughs> the man is God. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it's just like you know. I guess that is the problem. It's like when people who are good at one thing suddenly pretending they know fuck all, but or fuck more about. Something they're like only 
as in, as as invested in as I am, you know. But then you could be invested in things and know about them and comment on them. I know, but like, I can do that. But with you my, don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I could, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I could talk. Yeah, I could talk to my friends about that kind of stuff, but I certainly wouldn't then use my platform. Like, I wouldn't release a game and then come out and go, "Oh, by the way, you know, fucking current issue." Well, what's wrong with that though? Because I'm not an expert in it. My opinion you is you don't no, have to be an expert to go. I support this thing that these experts have sorted out. I don't know, man. I am all for fucking appeal to authority. You know. Yeah, but that's the, he can go. Hey, look, I'm using my platform. Look, I'm not the expert here. I'm just saying these guys over here, they're doing all this great work. We should be supporting them. I care about this cause. That's not him going like I have the answers. He's going like. Here, look at all these cool people doing this work. We should support them. I don't know. Char- What's wrong with charity? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think that's... Charity? I don't think... <laughs> charity says... I don't know uh, that it's... That's the thing to hate them for. I think it's more... People just get sick of somebody who's smug all the time or something. They just get it, you know, like... Like if Phil Collins. Mm. And it happened to... Sting. Sting. It happened to Chris Martin from Coldplay. It happened to... What, what cause is he on about? No, it's not even his causes, just for Steve being a fucking smug, yeah. Yeah, smug pop star. People just go, mm. ugh, he has a stupid face. Mm. Ed Sheeran probably gets a bit of that too. Like, and He seems untouchable, to be honest. He's a fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, there you go. How there. dare he pop up in Game of Thrones? Disgusting. Oh, uh, that did. that. Like, I didn't even know who he was, and I was like, what See, is the point of this? Yeah, I, yeah. I was sort of like it really stood out. I was like, "What is the scene?" Yeah, and then like only found out later it was like he was a pop star. That was the same with me. I, I sort of think I halfway through the song I was like, "Oh wait, is that that fucking prick?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah, it was." And then but, like um, one of the characters like turns and looks at the camera and goes, "That's a new song. I don't think I've heard it. It's good." And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, it's a new one." And then like they fucking have an ad like for where you can order it online. <laughs> what? No, not that part. But like, yeah, it's really bad. Like, it's really fucking like, what is this? What is this garbage? It's really like? tacky. Like, it's yeah. so so shoehorned in in a really naff way. Like, fuck, you still haven't seen only yesterday? Or sorry, is that called only yesterday? It's something else. It's called yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> not only yesterday. Only yesterday is an anime. Only yesterday, but it's called yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't seen only yesterday sans only <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad we cleared that up <laughs> what is only yes what is yesterday <laughs> there's a there's a beatles movie called yesterday is there yeah there's a beatles song called yesterday there is but there's a beatles movie called yesterday there's a beatles movie called yesterday which apparently is um a musical about the beatles and lots of different shit singers sing beatles songs in it okay Probably, there's also i f- think ed sheeran's in it actually there's a film called yesterday oh no wait i know and ed ed sheeran is in that. that's what it is yes if somebody wakes up and realizes nobody knows any of the beatles back catalog except yeah. this one person and so they're able to yeah fuck off Just but fuck off you need to that, see like. it you need to see how bad it gets that film yeah but so what because has i because I, I, I feel like i'm the only one that's watched it and i, I might be <laughs> as well um, and it's like it's like it's cursed me like the fucking Ringu videotape I'm fucking gonna die in seven days unless I tell you about fucking Ed Sheeran and yesterday I don't wanna know um, so don't tell me I have to my ears are bleeding um, so yes in it <laughs> so in the film yesterday I'm not I'm not fucking tell you I'm not taking no for an answer um, he uh, has a songwriting contest because that's bet you musicians you're a musician Martin you've done that in real life you've had a songwriting contest haven't you never done it in my life so he has a songwriting <laughs> contest with the guy who's got the Beatles back catalogue oh yeah and like and then like you know the guy writes a Beatles song and then Ed Sheeran writes some fucking piece of shit that he writes mm. and then they play it and then like humbly Ed Sheeran <laughs> accepts that he's only the second best writer ever in Against the world the Beatles. yes 
it's so fucking tone deaf that I'm like, like, did, did he insist on it? And people were like, okay, we can't really say no to Ed Sheeran. Like, <laughs> because it's so fuck. it is, it's really, it's, it's, it's the world's largest humble brag I've ever seen. Like, it was unbearable. How the fuck did you watch this? Why 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 did you watch this? Don't know. It's like whenever <laughs> it's like whenever David leaves me alone, I watch all the films I've been curious about that I know I'll hate. <laughs> you just don't want to watch them with David because you, you hate well. Well, how am I supposed to convince another person to watch these shit films with me? No, that's true. Well, but why do you want to watch them though? I don't know. <laughs> For the same reason people watch car accidents, I suppose. <laughs> it's like. You just want to feel better about yourself by hey. watching things that are terrible. I uh, but like but but it's put like a sickness in me that I'm trying to spread <laughs> around to everyone else. Like you're fucking, cursed. Yeah, patient zero. Fucking Ed Sheeran here. He's just so not great, man. I just ah. Uh. And then there was I actually seen a picture. It was um fuck. I don't even know who. I think it was Beyonce actually on stage with Ed Sheeran, and it was like God grant me the confidence to um. Stand next to Beyonce with clothes that I picked off the floor that morning. <laughs> you know, it's so true. Like it's just like you know all these pop stars who have actually have a bit of fucking glamour, glamour about them, mm, and a bit of glitz. Like not that I give a fuck about glamour that much, but Jesus Might Christ, man, <laughs> him coming out like that. Yeah, he should be ashamed. His man's so watching. bland. He's so bland. <laughs> it's like oh, this is where my like um, t-shirt with my uh, jumper underneath. His performative ordinariness. Yes, exactly, mm. man. That's the whole thing. It's the performative. I'm just one of the people bullshit that I just will not tolerate. He's apparently mad for his numbers, but I've only, I'm only repeating something I've heard. Mad for his numbers? As in, like, you know, how am I performing against this? How, how oh, I. Trending, you know? Yeah, okay. But Obsessed. Like, I, but I mean, fuck, imagine most of us are, to be honest. Like, we're all on social media, like, we all know what it's mm. like to chase these numbers, so. Yeah. It sort of feels like one of those claims. It sounds bad when you think about it, but you, you think about it more and you're like, Suppose so is everybody. So is everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should expect him to not care about his numbers. That's the thing too. So many podcasts I've listened to recently, which are interviews with like famous people talking about, you know, like do you, do you read your own reviews online? No, I try not to. Yeah. Mm. How do you feel about your fame? Like you know, it, it's all right. Like, do you read your own reviews online, Martin? I don't have any reviews. <laughs> I get, you write some the reviews? only reviews I get online are. Cool, hit us up, DM for promotion oh. on Brew Records. And it's like, fuck oh, sake. Is it all favors or favors? Kinda, no, it's all fake fucking spammy bots yeah. that try to sell you f uh, fake likes on your Instagram posts. Oh, that's depressing. That's all I get. That's all I get on my fucking stuff. <laughs> Could you imagine being a fucking like, uh, Desert Island Discs explaining that anecdote? So what's it like being famous? Well, I get all those messages from fake <laughs> bots trying to sell me uh, fake likes. That's great. Now I got a few likes during January ah. uh, but I was actively I was being quite active in liking other people's stuff and commenting on their stuff because it was great like I actually really enjoyed all the creativity and stuff it's like scrolling through Instagram going oh that's pretty cool mm. cool music man liked your beat hey that was really cool I love when this thing happened in your song see I'm not a bot I try and be really specific can you show me your belly <laughs> <laughs> I like everything about this including your face <laughs> spunk on me um, Love, loved your song daddy oh I'm only joking <laughs> daddy <laughs> no that only happened twice oh my god <laughs> no, um, I, but you know what I mean I, I, I you know I was trying to actively support I was I was putting lots of I don't know if you use Instagram you don't use Instagram no, do you I don't um, I sort of understand the basic principle it's like Twitter but it's pictures yeah <laughs> Sounds sounds better to be honest. I probably, that's should, the thing. That's I probably should use it. Like that's probably why I like it. It's mm -hmm. like 
So to have to read people's inane fucking criticisms of things, you just look at a photo and go, oh, right, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, and, uh, and you can identify when somebody's going to rant at you by the face, by their facial expression <laughs> before you play the video as well. Yeah. What is the I'm about to rant at your face? I'm, tr- I'm doing a face. Yeah, it's like a frozen picture of somebody waving their finger, you know, about to sort of slaver to <laughs> the camera. Hmm. No, but um, the fucking January thing, and I. Uh, made a point at one point in January to go right I'm gonna fucking really actively like loads of stuff and really comment on loads of stuff and see what it gets me in return see if I like get any likes back and stuff mm. and it got me some you know and it got a wee bit more like oh, okay this is sort of working a lot more follows and all mm. and I was like so you really could do this like you really could just spend hours and hours liking commenting linking back and yeah. getting getting a wee bit of traffic on your stuff this is pretty much how you do it and it's just hard grunting it's just grunt work like it's not there's no shortcut you just fucking do all this and yeah. then maybe eventually you'll get a wee bit more I just thought nah man <laughs> such a little wank well it's I, funny actually because like we had um, <laughs> a social media no uh, you were no, no. you employed someone to do that <laughs> well we, we didn't employ them they were employed by NI Screen who were given to us as a kind of like you know they were given to you like a slave social media slave get back in your dungeon <laughs> so get us a thousand likes by the end of the day or you'll not leave a slave who's better paid than I am yes All right. <laughs> um, but yeah he's what like um, I but it was interesting because it was just that like it was just favours for favours I like your stuff comment oh any little hashtag going you know yeah. involved in and then just like hey really like your idea check out ours and it was really like I don't know I'm I feel like a bit mixed about being associated with that but mm. at the same time you it know works. Like it does work and like the thing is too is like you know if you're really serious if you're really serious about your music if you were serious about your music <laughs> I'm never serious about my music um, you would uh, hire somebody to do that stuff for you yeah. how well, much how much did they charge <laughs> well the funny thing is what you probably could do now, it's real business advice is <laughs> like you and several other musicians probably chipping in together to share a single social media person together is kind of like to promote all your different yeah as a cooperative or conglomerate or something to kind of wonder if you did like a record label thing put like a mm. put it under the heading of a record label yeah uh, that's, a pretty, that's actually quite a good idea mm. then it's all then it looks a little less cynical it's like one house mm. for all these different artists yeah you call it pigs and blankets <laughs> wait a minute this is what you were driving for the whole time <laughs> Martin how would you like a record deal I be, I, those bots were me all along <laughs> so, so I'll, all you have to say is Marty how would you like a record deal I'll be like yes <laughs> I feel so sorry for like all those Christians who are like waiting for the sign you know that whole thing the, what would you call it again the reckoning no the rapture rapture that's the one but uh, yeah it's like you know uh, this is the, the sign reckoning. you've been looking for you know Jesus and I'm just thinking like well, they're probably like, on social media constantly getting signs from bots like I wonder why they fucking think the world is run by a cabal of pedophiles. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that was a tangent. Um, social media. That's social media. Oh, yes, yeah, I trying to shill your music, so... <laughs> <laughs> shill your fucking shit music to cunts. The product isn't the thing, Martin. You may as well be fucking NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, anyway. And one of the one of the music projects I'm involved in and involved with then then and then one of the music projects I'm involved in involved with. Um, funny enough, I actually I actually sing words in the in that project as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, also yes, you shilling your music. Shilling um, music. One of the projects I'm involved with uh, has done quite well um, because it's such a niche thing that we're doing, and so we've been able to kind of 
market it a bit by screaming children outside. Okay, that's good. Mm. Um, so we've been able to market it to a sort of specific niche kind of group, which has paid off well, sort so, of, in so terms of like bringing an audience towards it. Wow. I think that's what they call it on the internet. Bringing, bringing an, an audience. audience towards it. Oh, how yeah. to bring an audience towards it. So, Mara, how do you rebrand after? <laughs> oh, I, Quora. Let's go to our Quora notes. <laughs> how do you rebrand? Br- ban- Fuck, I can't even Your talk brain about. is fucking melted out of your ear. <laughs> the moment you start thinking about your music career, your brain turns off. <laughs> I'm just no energy for it anymore. <laughs> I spent all of January writing songs every day. And then at the end of the month, I'm like, right, that's that done. <laughs> no more the music. End. <laughs> But it was good. There's some good stuff. Anyway, um, uh, what was the point? The point is, it's all bullshit and uh, fuck it all. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, it's. I can see the value. I can not see the value. Sorry, it's not value. It's fucking waste of time, and your soul will be flushed down the toilet. But I can see the. I can see how it pays off to engage with that shit for hours every day. Mm. And well, then what, is, never... what, what is your success metric then? If if if. Doing, if playing the game, they get money, isn't the end goal? That's not even for money. That's just for fucking exposure. Some exposure. Some, some recognition. Uh, some, somebody might have spent three seconds watching or listening to your thing and then going, like. <laughs> it's like, yay. Yeah. Um, no. exposure. You. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, then what is, what, what, what would, what would success mean to you then? If it's like, if it's not just, if it's not playing the game to make the money to. Actually, making the money without having to play the game, I suppose. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, having enough to to do it without having to work, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't. I would like to not have to spend hours on social media every day to just to get a few fucking fake likes. Mm. That'd be good. But no, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I was. There's well, this is another thing. Talking, talking, talking about recently. I know an artist from Belfast who's doing quite well with all of that. Uh, and I've known him for years, sort of on the periphery kind of thing. Uh, he's really good, and he, um, I, you know, I've se- sort of seen him over the last couple of years doing all that stuff that you're meant to do. You know, mm. all the kind of really excruciating sell yourself stuff. Oh, look, Ulster Radio Ulster are going to have me on tonight to talk about my new single. And by the way, a new singles out. Check it out, guys, on Spotify. You know, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I've got a gig next week. And please like and share and blah blah blah. You know, just the general the, the general hustle of yeah. promoting your music or whatever. And he's been doing that for a couple of years now. And it's paying off. Like, you know, you can see he's got some really great reviews and some bigger press stuff. And he's got some gigs and all lined up. But I don't know. At the same time, I'm like, that's a lot of work, you know. It's <laughs> a lot of work for what he, like, what is he getting in return, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not sure that that work to reward issue makes any sense to me whatsoever like cost benefit yeah um I, like i don't know it's like it's a really bleak way to look at it i know it's sort of like yeah it's kind of like i don't want to do i don't want to do the i don't think it's worth it basically what you're saying. i don't think it's worth it because i mean it's fake as fuck man i'm mean, nothing against that guy like i mean i hope he's really enjoying that experience or whatever maybe he's loving every second of it or whatever you know i think the music he's made he's really proud of and it's been really well recorded and everything mm-hmm. um but, uh, you know, it is kind of bullshit, though, you know, because I've seen people do it, you know, I've seen a hundred mm. people do that mm. journey of like, you know, really pushing yourself so, so hard and you'll get a certain amount of, you'll get a certain amount back. Mm. It's the same thing as Instagram, you know, you'll get a certain amount back if you if you push hard enough. Mm. But again, with Instagram, it's like, you know, 
50 other musicians going like on your thing because they want you to like their stuff. Mm. Is that really... What's that like? I mean, are they, I mean, not again. Somebody will leave a comment going, "Whoa, that song was really good." That mm-hmm. actually was really surprisingly good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually listened to this one, and it was actually really affected good. me. Yeah. You know, you'll get that now and again, which is nice because uh, you can tell the person is into it and all that. But like, uh, you know, it's the thing of like, oh, look, I got like all these reviews and all this local press because I pushed them to the point where they're like, "Red Fine, we'll get a review." Mm-hmm. Like, is it re- does it really mean much? Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember doing that with one of my albums. I was like. Can you, will you write a review for this thing I did and then this journalist was like yeah sure no problem and she was like yeah this is really great blah 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 wrote all these nice wee succinct lines that I could use mm. you know and it was just like because I asked her to yeah. you know she didn't have any particular like affi- it wasn't like oh, this music just reached out to me and yeah. then, you know I have this affinity for this music it was and like you put yeah. her on her radar and she had a 24 hour news cycle to fill so yeah, yeah. so it's I don't know does it is that What's all that like? It's all bullshit, really. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I it's weird because, like, obviously, like, I don't know. Mu- music is a weird one because, yeah. like, when you talk about recorded music or the music industry or pop music or whatever way you want to talk about it, it's like, you know, you all like it. it like, you, everyone knows it's a package. You know, it's like the wreck the hotel rooms, the go on tours, be louder in life. But it's also like, you know, do promotional tours, you know, like, you know, uh, pay for the records promotion online, all this stuff. We all know intrinsically or like that, like we, we've seen enough media to know that's exactly what it's like. It's a whole industry and a whole business and a whole system goes in behind. The, and the music is almost like, you know, and there's only a small yeah. seed in the entire thing. And it's like, well, if you want to make music, if you want to make that kind of music, if you want to be in that kind of world, like. Surely you must understand. It's like that's that's what it requires. Mm. But then, so assuming you don't want all the pop star, all that stuff, assuming that's not what you're after, mm. then it's like if, as music as, as a creative expression, then it's like you just want you want your music to touch someone. <laughs> you, um, and that's like that's that is a different success metric. It's like a different way, you know. Then then isn't really going on social media and getting fake likes it's i guess it's finding ways of trying to talk to people i suppose i think it's finding ways I, that's of reaching them. part of the reason of being motivated to do gigs and stuff recently because it was kind of like i just i think i would like to go into i'd like to be in a room with some people and play them some of my songs mm. because that feels a bit more real like it just feels like look here's mm. some songs if you have an r like you know because yeah. you get people's attention because yeah you know scrolling people are very unlikely to listen to your whole song when they're scrolling through Instagram and stuff as well. That's the mm. other side of it. Like a lot of the January things, people's songs, people's little jams are about 30 or seconds, 30 or 40 seconds long. You know, sometimes mm. it'd be two or three minutes, but some of mine were like seven minutes long and all. I was just like, fuck it. Mm. Here's the jam. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. what it is. I'm jamming it out. <laughs> but um, uh, I like the idea of having an opportunity to cap- get a- get into a room full of people that you can captivate for a wee while. Just going like, if, if you would, be so kind as to you know give me some of your attention maybe for half an hour or 40 mm. minutes or something mm. here's some wee songs i wrote i i think that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> to have that opportunity because um yeah it just feels a bit more honest or something it's a bit more like look this is what i got mm. there's no no frills it's just some music check it out yeah um and uh yeah anything beyond that just feels like a lot of fucking nonsense <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know like I do like yeah I don't know me I don't really the the aesthetic of like you know the visual presentation of music doesn't really do much for me like um 
but some music really does conjure up very strong imagery mm. but like generally uh like I, that's what I, I guess that's why i like sort of like streaming services other streaming services are available um <laughs> you said streaming services yeah i didn't want to say spotify because <laughs> they're cunts mm. but i feel it's like such a hypocrite for using spotify because musicians get treated so badly on it but i just it's just the platform i use like if i used amazon or anything else i'm sure it'd be exactly the same shit SoundCloud. yeah but spotify is handy you know mm. um user interface is handy even though they're like, evil people like I wish I could like merge SoundCloud with my Spotify, then I'd be <laughs> perfectly content, you know. Yeah. Is the Spotify or the SoundCloud app not very good? I actually haven't used it. Yeah. I've never, uh, never really. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but the nice thing about using that kind of service, SoundCloud and Bandcamp, probably a wee bit too, is like you don't really you're you know you're listening to music without context a lot of time, hmm. so the music stands on its own, you know. Hmm. Like, the music tells you everything you need to know about the people who made it and everything, you know? It's like, oh, it's a band. Oh, it sounds <laughs> like there's four or five people, okay? Or it's a electronic piece, probably made by one or two people, hmm. you know? Or it's an orchestral piece and there's a whole symphony planet or whatever, you know? So the music itself tells you everything you need to know about how it's recorded, what it is, where it's coming from, how many people are involved, when it was recorded, you know? See, it's funny, actually, because you, like, have a completely different relationship. Well, it's not funny, it's obvious. Like, you have a completely different relationship with music. I mean, it's obvious because you're a musician and I'm not. So, but I mean, what what I, what I think find is interesting is just the way you describe it there. Because when I hear a piece of music, like unless it's like is like something like Nirvana or something where I can hear, even then, no, not really. I can't. Mm. I don't really have a concept of like how did this get made. Uh, it's like okay, it's got like a guitar and drums. I don't even know are they in the same room? Like did they uh, play together? Is this a session? Is it like all these pieces were put together? And like then I hear like electronic music and I'm just like this sounds like it's from space. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how this person made it and like if it required fifty samples. I don't know if this sample is just like a sample he made out of like oscillators or something he bought off a CD. Yeah. Like, there's like souls like there's times where like a whole song I'll be listening to go yeah that's like really love this this nice wee hook it has and then the, I hear the hook in a different song because it's just off of like a sample CD. Oh, and I'm yeah. like I've been duped. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Does it, uh, does it, intre- like, when you're listening to music, do you think about that stuff, or do you, you Like, I think about it only in a very, sort of, you know, idle way, uh, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, what, what, like, what is, like... How do they do this? Yeah, it's only if it's ever something, like, about the production that stands out or something, like, you know, like, something slightly offbeat, uh, and then it's like, you know, is he sitting there with, like, a... Oh, sorry, maybe you know the name, but this thing was like a grid of notes that you can bind different samples to. I don't know what the hell the name like a is. step grid or a grid step thing or something? Oh, like this? Launchpad? This thing here, if you can see it. This launchpad? Launchpad. Uh, so Let's think, launch over it! <laughs> something like, do they have like, like four chords bind to like, you know, buttons and mm. then like occasionally they miss the timing on them or something like that? Uh. And I hear that. So I start thinking about it like maybe like that. And the only reason why I know what this thing is is because I've seen you use one. <laughs> so I don't even know the name of it. So, like, yeah, I don't think about it at all, like, in terms of how it's made. In fact, I mean, a lot of the music I listen to is, like, tends to be, like, Vaporwave, which is just, like, just illegal samples ripped wholesale, slowed down, and stuck with, like, effects on top of it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how can you really think of I, You know, I can't think, like, I listen to it, and I'm not thinking this person has written this rift. It's like, this person has stolen a piece of music I recognize yeah. and put it in a new context, and I'm listening to it going, I wouldn't even listen to the original. I love this, though. <laughs> it's just such a strange experience, because, like, I know it's bullshit. Right. <laughs> and yet I'm still connecting to it much more with a much stronger emotion than, like, 
you know, than intentional music that's made more originally with, or something. Yeah, or? with more craft and everything yeah. else. That's a fascinating thing too. I think though, like I mean, that you know that that aspect of sampling and and reusing ideas and stuff. It's I love that because it it is it it. I also, I like the idea that you know non musicians can make music because they're just taking other pieces of music and sticking it together. Mm. It's really lovely to know music can be very powerful even when people are just completely stealing ideas and just yeah. You know, I love that though. I I don't know. It's I like the the the, the leveling of the playing field that how that happens that people can create stuff it's like mm. you know i don't know i just had a feeling and i just grabbed these things and yeah. i made this and it's like that's fucking great I'm you know absolutely <laughs> biting my tongue to have go into a rant about the copyright industry i think we talk about <laughs> it like every time we do one of these <laughs> um but i like and i like i like i agree and i mean you know, that's probably more natural to like how music well obviously maybe not like composers like the renaissance era but like i imagine folk music is just you know a song like how many versions of like yeah like for example, really straightforward. Like a uh, uh, Shag Sharavaka was it? Saravaka, Saravaka. It's French, isn't it? The Sharavaka is that what? Yeah, yeah. It's also like I think you know, so. yeah, but it's like so many songs are like nearly identical to that. Like yeah, I like well blues and folk, and you know there was there would be, you know forms chord structure and form of like a of a blues thing from a hundred years ago and. You know, mm. everyone would just play the same four, same three chords yeah. to a bar blues and just sing their own lyrics, yeah. sing their own story over it or whatever, or take someone else's story and then change it a wee bit. Yeah. yeah. And this, could you imagine if the original, like, that? Ferrejaca. Ferrejaca, right? <laughs> I don't know French. Neither do I. Ferrejaca. And then it's like, anyway. Yeah, so could you imagine? Fava beans. Fa- what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's that going to do with anything? just sound like fur jack of fava beans no it didn't anyway carry on um <coughs> but yeah could you imagine that original like you know you know that like which is like in, like the basis of like so many songs was just yeah. copyrighted it's like there there you go there's a whole genre of music just eliminated like there and then yeah and it's like you know and then fucking uh blurred line was successfully sued because of fucking some vague resemblance to the groove line of a song written like 50 years ago that they mm. listened to when they when they originally thought of Fuck, it but they deserve it though well that's the funny thing <laughs> that's, uh, they are Fuck like that. They, they are the like canary in the gold mine because nobody fucking gives a fuck about them and they're like absolutely that was an absolute awful precedent to be said it's like now you could be sued for sounding a bit like but that's always else. happened though like they even then even in the 50s and 60s and stuff people were like well you know this is my song. I, like, the way they got around it, I think, back then, was it was the lyrics that made it original. You couldn't, I don't think mm. you could copyright the chords. So you mm. could copyright the words. And so mm. as long as the words were different. Because mm. uh, you could copyright the chords. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, <clears throat> like, every pop song after uh, the 80s would be fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's millions and millions of records that all have the same chords. Mm. Even, I mean, even now, like, fuck me, man. It just feels like every single pop song I hear on the radio in the, in the last... 10 years just keeps you know it's just the same four chords every time the same ballad kind of structure isn't it it's so dramatic everything has to be so epic now you know every song has to be like you know I the whole centre of the universe thing like you know it's Mm. just this massive I'm going yeah I'm going through this huge transition right now yeah and baby you know it hurts and then it'll be like a fifth key change key (laughs) change at the uh, midway point make that change I'm looking at the man. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think. I don't know. That's probably not using those chords, but I mean, it's 
similarly epic in the way that all modern pop songs seem to be now. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. I know it wasn't right what we did to you, but I want you back. It's like Metrodome you know, down here is going to be brilliant. Big, big record, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, okay, that sentiment, but like ramped up as if it's like the whole world is about the end or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck, it's not, not everything has to be that important. <laughs> like, fucking hell. I don't know. Was but anyway. the, most like neuroscientists think like the whole, the whole pleasure of music is knowing where it's going. I wasn't the thing we were talking about that before. I remember listening to something about these people doing studies around how how does music work, and it's like you want a little bit of surprise, but you still want to be in your comfort zone. You don't want to be too alienated. Mm. That's how you kind of you know a little bit of a ooh, what's coming next? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's this thing, but it's familiar, but it's a, there's something I wasn't expecting about it. That's I, like the perfect way to capture I think it. People always talk about um, oh, never going Strauss. This is Rite of Spring. No, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. Oh, Please edit this. <laughs> yeah. um, Stravinsky. Uh, Stravinsky's Rite of Spring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing for, James? <laughs> well, this laughter's been edited on too. Um, uh, yeah, so, like, I, that, like, there was riots, and then, like, the year later, people loved it. And oh, it was, like, yeah. Cause, like, it took time to acclimatize to something that was so, genuinely so different. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And it's, it's kind of badass, isn't it? Like, that he, he, he wrote music that it was so striking at the time mm. that people were actually deeply offended by it. They're like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to do those things with these instruments. I always feel like there's probably parts of that story that are missing, though. Missing, though. <laughs> um, which is like, uh, I, I like I do, because I, I can't help but like use my own poison brain to model like, the behaviours of the time. And I'm just thinking, was there an equivalent of like going, this music is cut <laughs> or something like that. Or this, <laughs> this music represents a degeneration of like, you know, good values, you know, like no, this kind of like stupid social, or what do you call it, like culture war bullshit. You think that they were saying it was it was actually beta music or something? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know, of its era, it would probably be Bolshevik, Bolshevik music, you know, music for, for communists. Or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Could have been that. Like, actually, it could have been politicized because it's it's got a sort of rebellious sort of sound to it or something, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, this, I, this music thinks it's better than us or something. Because that was, that, that, like, it's interesting, like, the parallels between visual and uh, and audio and musical uh, history because, like, you know, as music, uh, or as, as the image got, like, more strange, like, things like cubism and futurism and all this stuff came in. Music similarly similarly went through the same process mm. of getting, like, much more, you know, abstract strange. and strange. Yeah. And even that's true of the Renaissance when the painters were uh, creating, like, huge, massive pieces of, like, for similitudinous pieces of art where it's, like, all about the craft and how elaborate it was. Mm. Music similarly was going through the same, you know, look, look, look at my amazing five fugues resolving after, mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. It's, like, it became all about the kind of technique. And it's like that was happening in, in art at the same time. Yeah. So. I, 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 yeah, I remember like the 90s were an interesting time for that too because everyone was very excited about the possibility of what computers were going to be and there's all this. Helmo, man, that's what Helmo's about. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Helmo, James. <laughs> plug. <laughs> the only plug in this podcast is a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, I don't have a butt plug on. Um... Uh, yes, sorry, I'm interrupted. Well, I was just thinking, I'd, I've talked about music for about fucking an hour there, so maybe we should talk about computer games. Sure, sure. Could you close my note on Can I Pee? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm gonna check my phone. That's what we do in the modern age. <laughs> kill me, kill me now. Um, but no, since James is gone, I'll just tell, sort of tell you what I really think of him. Um, James is deeply, deeply problematic person, guys. I don't know if you know this about him, but you know, he hates women. Uh, he once told me that he hates gay people, and uh, you know, he actually hates his own mother. And it's quite sad because my mum's a lovely woman. Um, and James has just got nothing good to say about anyone, you know. He's just a dreadful person, really. I mean, you hear me uh, being very kind to him in, in, as we talk, but really what I'm trying to do is stop stop his evil for one minute, you know, just even, just for one minute, to get him to stop being so sadistic and hateful towards all of the people who love him, you know. It's very sad. <laughs> um, I Blade Runner's a good soundtrack, like, but uh, I need a Shake new movie. Blade Runner soundtrack. What's that? Shape movie. Serious? Serious? Overrated movie? Like, it's all right. Like, she's screwed. Overrated. <laughs> Nothing really happens. <coughs> Heavy breathing through this now. Exhalation. I don't know, man. It's like, it's so funny. It's you know what you know, you know what you should do. You should watch Colin Farrell's uh, Total Recall. No, because it's trying to be Blade Runner. And you should watch what somebody with more money than Blade Runner <laughs> is trying to do when they try to accomplish Blade Runner. Shite. Shite, yeah. And you go back and watch Blade Runner and you're like, wow, this mood, this atmosphere, this everything, production design, mm. the whole thing I know, creates a world. You know? It creates a world and that's nice. That's nice. I like that. <laughs> but it's not... Oh, Jesus Christ, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> First time I received a nice. Uh, you'll not be long getting a nice bit. Stop this! Stop, stop all this right now. Um, yeah, so you don't like you don't like it because it's like nothing much happens in the movie. It's sort of it also has that oh, it's cringy uh, zoom in, you know, zoom enhance oh, zoom yeah. enhance scene that all those movies have. Now, I mean, like it's good. Like, sorry, right, like I just I don't know, man. I just think it's overrated. Like, it's so like, it's all right. It's all right. Whatever. Whatever. The soundtrack's good. So. It's got good production design. It's got good soundtrack. It looks good. It's got good actors. It's well acted. It's good. It's uh, shite, though. <laughs> story is a bit meh. Nothing much. The story is sort of all right. Nothing much happens. And then it's, it's over. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's about like life, man. <laughs> Why do you defend really bland films, right? This is what I need to get in here. I need to. I, Blade Runner is not a fucking I bland saw, film. It's all right. Like, it's, it's not. It's a really bland film, like Blade Runner. <sighs> fucking hell. The, the bar you have to clear to be good with this guy, like. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. You Like, there's so many films you're just like, shite. Shite, yeah. shite, shite, shite. And, then, shite? and the films that you're like, t- anytime I go to you, recommend me a good film, James. And you go, yeah, there's like this 80s vampire thing that like only four people have ever seen. You should check it out. It's amazing. And I watch it and it's like. I'm curious what you're talking about now. <laughs> it's, it's like really bland. Mm. <laughs> and you're like, this is the best representation of this kind of film, of this kind of era. And I'm like, nothing happens. It's like fucking 90 minutes of nothing. What film? What film are you talking about? I want to well, actually, one of the ones I'm thinking of was actually pretty good, but that's one of the rare times that you've ever recommended a good movie to me. What was it? I can't remember now. Uh, After Dark, was it? No, Before Dark? There is a film called After Dark about zomb- about vampires. And Bill Paxton, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one. It has, I think it said it had a crap ending, but otherwise that. it was really good. Funny if your man's in it too, funny, from Blade Runner. Uh, Rucker Howard. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. Mm. 
yeah. It was alright. Yeah, it was good. That was like the one movie you've recommended. Well, me. I was going to recommend Licorice Pizza. I thought it was really good too. Yeah. See, got suspicions. It's good. It's set in the 70s, which... See, I was saying... Funny, I was actually explaining this to somebody else this week. I was saying, like, if like, like, if I tell you what the film is about, it's going to sound like the worst film ever. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of... Yeah. And it's about, like, um, a 15-year-old going out with a 25-year-old yeah. um, in the 70s. And it's, like, about their lives or whatever. And you're like, that sounds awful. <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, is <laughs> but a pedophile in there right now? Well, like, I mean... Sort of. Do they even kiss? I think they kiss once. That's Spoiler. What, um, <laughs> but yeah it's really it is it's, it's very good and it's very like you know it's by your guy who made Magnolia what's his name uh, Paul Thomas Anderson I always get all the different Andersons mixed up Paul P.T. Anderson is it I don't even know um, but yeah it's really good uh, I highly recommend that one so you can come back and tell me it was planned <laughs> yeah I can't wait put myself out there man put my fucking self out there you got me a plan fucking play with his plan <laughs> Oh, the fucking kaleidoscopic vision are you watching, fuck's sake? Like, 2001, Space Odyssey. That's good. That's a good movie. Yeah, I saw it in my it's new fucking exciting. TV. You know? I'm it's not fucking exciting. Well, it's good. Out of all the fucking things to say about it, exciting is not the one. It's well, fucking long. It's a journey. And it's, it's a journey, <laughs> and it's an intense journey through space and time. But nothing really happens in a Martin. The guy goes to the fucking... Actually, that was a bad example. Yeah, but... the guy goes to the moon, touches a thing, then a different character comes in, his buddy gets killed by a computer, he kills the computer, and he turns into a baby. <laughs> it's pretty exciting, like, to be fair. Turning into a baby is pretty cool. <laughs> I've tried it, it's great. But yeah, um, yeah, you mean you know what I mean? Same fucking... No! This is going to be levied. I don't know, man. I just... I, I remember the hype of Blade Runner, and I'm watching it, and just being like, and I watched it, I've watched it about four times, and every time I'm like, I it's all right. Like, well, don't be pressured into liking a thing because it's socially correct to do so. But yeah. that's where all our opinions come from, anyway. So you may as well like it. <laughs> you should like it because others do. Yeah, <laughs> don't be peer pressure into liking it, but you yeah. definitely should. Yeah, I mean, select the in group you want to be a part of and <laughs> like the things they like. I don't want to be part of any group. <laughs> Said somebody who's in a group. <laughs> <laughs> any group that would have me as a member. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. apparently that is very true and depressing. And if you maybe if you accept it, you gain superpowers. I should say I like it then. Is that what you want? You want me to be no, on the I'm record? Like, if you like realize it? that you are only your your opinions are only informed by the uh, by the uh, social group you want to belong to, if you accept that, then you're like, right, brilliant, that's easy. I don't know what the social group I want to belong to is. Maybe it's your problem. That's my problem. That's why Blade Runner is apparently bland. <laughs> that's why you don't like Blade Runner. You want to be a part of the social group, but the Blade Runner's bland. I feel like this is like uh, Inception or something. You're trying to put an idea in my head. Just like <laughs> crawl into my several layers in my brain to put a little thing in my safety box in my head. Like a wee just thing. a copy of Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> wee tiny disc. <laughs> Fucking but, UMD of Blade Runner. <laughs> um, but, uh... Oh. But Inception, that was a good movie. I liked it. I haven't seen it since the cinema, but I have Oh, you liked it? Yeah, I had no, a good I time. Don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I know the social group you don't want to belong to. <laughs> Just not your Venn diagram. <laughs> James, everyone else in the universe. <laughs> um, like films I like, films you like, films I used to like in the middle. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, I thought Inception was good. I thought it was too. It was big and it was loud and the 
character started having a gunfight while spinning around. I was like, yeah. Yeah, see, Blade Runner could have had that. Blade Runner should have had some ridiculous gunfights and people kicking the shit out of each other for just even for five minutes. You know, you know what? Yeah. One thing I didn't get about Inception, and I haven't rewatched really it now, so maybe I'm misremembering, but like, was that like the film spends like nearly an hour explaining its concepts, which I already understood. <laughs> You're already ahead of it. Like? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a dream of a dream, right? Okay. Well, a dream of a dream, time moves slower. Time moves slower, yeah. In a dream, whenever we dream, you can enter somebody else's dream where time moves slower. And yeah, I know. Is this time moving slower? Fucking move on. <laughs> this explanation is making time move very slow. Yeah, so it's just, it felt like it spent a lot of time trying to catch the audience up on its ideas. And I'm like, I get well, it. I, I remember people come, I remember seeing a lot of stuff online going like, it's really complicated. It's yeah, such a complicated I, movie. That was, was a like, funny thing when it came out. And you, you know the reason why I think people said that? Because they're they, stupid. No, because they overexplained it. <laughs> they overexplained to the point where they, people started to think they were missing something. Uh, I, maybe it was just because during the explanation there was became the notorious you know was that one irritating film critics for next for next like five years saying oh a film would be more successful it had the fwomp like they somehow figured out a formula for why the film was good. Hans Zimmer has a lot to say. Has a lot to answer I don't like Hans Zimmer. No, I don't either. Like, I think his stuff is just... Cacophonous? Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. It's not even good. Like, John Williams is very dramatic, but it's fucking tasteful. Yeah. I think Hans Zimmer's just like, <laughs> in your face! Yeah, everything like, in the fucking concert. You don't. No, he's not going to sit... You're not allowed to rest yeah. if you're in his concert. You're going to be fucking there. Going, rah, 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 it's boring, rah, 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 though. That's the thing. Yeah. If it's just intense all the time, it just becomes so... Nut- you just get numb to it. Yeah. You know, there's no dynamic. Like I, he mm-hmm. did the soundtrack from uh, King of Egypt of all things. Mm-hmm. He fucking did the soundtrack to everything actually. Like before, <laughs> before he was famous, he was pretty much in every film. It's a Starbucks like, of soundtracking. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's good. It's good. I like that one. <laughs> Hans Zimmer frame. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's, what's interesting is because it's a musical, and you know, you sort of like musicals. You got a tradition to draw from musicals there, of what, uh, what they're like. They're like, you know, they kind of like have a like a balance to them. Yeah. But then the songs in this are just like, you know, like it is. There is. There's like the main vocal. There does have the main vocal, like going, you know, and then like a kind of call response. But over it, it's like a fucking like a huge choir is just like doing like a kind of like um. Slightly off, like round or fugue or whatever it is. Mm. Canon is it a canon when they do that? Anyway, they're doing that and there's just like so they're like singing back and forth and then there's a fucking and then it's just like a fucking noise wall. It's like this is a film for children about the fucking story of Moses. <laughs> fucking calm down. Fucking Hans Zimmer. Yeah, so yeah, he is. He's he's, he's too much. It's too much. I, I agree completely with you, <laughs> with you there. I I remember uh, a few people going, "Oh yeah, Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer," and I spent a few days listening to like playlists of his stuff. You just like let mm. it play and see see how I feel as mm. I let it play, and it, just none of it was none of it stayed with me at all. It was just all completely mm. forgettable bland shit like mm. and uh, I know a couple of people who are mad for him I'm just like I don't just don't get it man they it's, love Batman films like it serves a purpose in the drama of the movie of the mm. okay mm. he knows how to do mm. and he knows how to make things sound dramatic which is talent uh, you know it takes a certain amount of talent to do that or whatever but it's just not good music it's not the music's not good on its own or anything mm. anyway but yeah and the, but Blade Runner 2049 like I thought was pretty decent because they were variations on the original soundtrack. Yeah, but there were moments the like where the other one like could like had like range. You know, they had like the the sax <laughs> coming in like at one point. Like, uh, 
you know, it was really like, I hate this word, but like really virtuoso, you know, it was like a person who could play everything and like had such like, you know, amazing skill for like being able to like to do big, soft, no. hard, you no. know, like all, all, all the textures. Um, <laughs> the mouth feel. <laughs> mouth. <laughs> mouth. <laughs> um, and then like, I felt like the new soundtrack was kind of like, it was like the greatest hits. Not, mm. not the, not. It wasn't actually like the original soundtrack. It was like the soundtrack people remembered. See, I liked it more because um, I like this. I like the sound design of because it was like, oh, it's all these sounds that I really like, but they're being really ramped up and mm. made. Well, typically from Hans Zimmer, it's like massive, made yeah, really yeah. massive. But mm. and it, for me, when it comes to electronic music, I have more respect for that or something. Like making an orchestra sound massive doesn't really imp- that don't impress me much. Even though it's physically more, it's physically more, more, more demanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's physically more demanding and, and mm. probably more epic if you're in the room or something. Mm. But it's uh, I like the. I, I don't know. I just have a, I'm more interested in hearing electronic sounds being massive because, like, oh, these these machines mm. can be like wow, <laughs> earth shattering. Mm. So I don't know. That's maybe why I was a bit more forgiving for the Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine soundtrack. But also because your man's involved, wasn't it your guy? Uh, that worked with Trent Reznor a few times. Oh, Atticus Ross. Is it? I think it was oh, him on that. Which one's the guy from The Killer Mockingbird? Atticus Finch. Ah uh, yeah, so Atticus, yeah Ross Atticus Ross is, is the musician. But I'm not even yeah. sure if Atticus Ross was the guy that teamed up with Hans Zimmer for that. But it was it was somebody like that. Somebody <laughs> sort of like somebody that? somebody's like famous Clint for Clint Mansell. No, no, it definitely wasn't him. But it was. Uh, How many people are like that? Jasper Kidd. <laughs> somebody who's famous for kind of teaming up with other kind of big names or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google it now. But uh, no, I, I thought that I think that's maybe why it was like better because it 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 sort of toned down a bit of Hans Zimmer's massiveness all the time. There's a bit more space and a bit more like I, to- I think depth I made, to it or something. They mentioned this last time, but like I was watching uh, Soul. Oh, I which is a hole. Is it big hole of shade? Like it's it's not very good. It's I won't say it's like really bad. It's just you know it's it's, it's all right. Benjamin Wallfish. I don't know that. I've never heard of him in my life. Okay, I was all, I was way off. Wolfish? Wolfish? Benjamin Wolfish? It's him and uh, Hans Zimmer did it. Sorry. Anyway, Benjamin Wolfish. It's like Lincoln here. It'll be like, uh, you know, yeah, I was watching Soul. And I think I talked about this last time, though, but maybe if I didn't, it's worth putting in. But anyway, so I was watching Soul Mm -hmm. and I was like listening to the soundtrack. And the soundtrack was was nice. It was plinky and it was like kind of interesting. And I was like, I remember thinking like at one point it was like, did this nice wee soft, like little, like, you know, like just nothing interesting, like musically. But it was like, like it had this nice texture to it. I'm like, God, that's really good. And it's like I knew, like it was like what you were saying earlier. I kind of knew something. It surprised me in a way I couldn't quite... Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Without, be, without be, like, being really new, it was like just a little different. Yeah. It's like, well, that's quite good, actually. What is that? And I checked it out, and it was Trent Reznor and <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yeah, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. I almost said Finch again. <laughs> so um, yeah, I yeah. was it was it was was it was a decent soundtrack. No, it's not like it's not the Social Network here. You know, it's mm. not like something really different. But it was like pretty good. But hold on, is it like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing jazz music? No. They do all this stuff for heaven. Oh my god! Um, oh, fucking hell, man. Soul, soul. After after yesterday, fucking soul, fucking soul, man. It's like um, it's like the version of heaven, the afterlife. Whenever you take out like religion out of like your film about the afterlife, heaven is imagined as a 
fucking IKEA catalog is fucking horrible. It's like no, like it's not really bad. <laughs> I think people watch it and like it, mm. but it's just a version of heaven that is so corporate compatible mm. where it's like nice shapes inoffensive soft you know not no nobody can be offended by this there's no weird takes about anything no, in this no world angels or gods or anything nothing, yeah. nothing are they in the clouds is it all cloudy it's sort of fluffy yeah i feel like yeah like yeah it's like a pink fluff is on everything right but i it was fucking rotten man i think i hated that more than anything about it that they didn't even have the teeth to mention heaven or hell. Pretty or much, yeah. Like, it's like I don't know, man. It's funny, like the go the, the 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 go full circle from like, oh, I'm sick of having religion crammed on my throat to like, I wish they put some fucking religion back <laughs> in the media because at least I would have some fucking depth, depth, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking bland. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate movies. <laughs> You just said it. You hear all movies. <laughs> I do hear all movies. I like licorice pizza. <laughs> the films I hold on to because they're so rare that I see a good new one. I like. Did uh, you see Dune? I did. Dunk. Dune. I keep saying Dunk. Because like this E looks like a C. Dunk. Um, <laughs> Duncan. Did I see Dune? No, I did. Yes. Dune or June? I say June. But June's the month. But also the, the name first of the movie. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> There's these things called homophones. <laughs> and they're really offensive to us. So you're being homophonic to me right now. <laughs> but June, I... Man accused of being a homophone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, yes, Dunk. But yeah, Dunk, I haven't watched it. Is it good? Um, I watched about 10 minutes of it, but I... Is I, it good? It's a bit... You're, you oh, why am I asking you this? Uh, actually, if you didn't like Blade Runner, <laughs> Blade Runner was bland. <laughs> right, you're okay. in for a treat. Um, it's very slow moving, and it's all very. You'll love it. What the fuck am I even talking about? You'll love it. You fucking come at me and tell me it's the fucking most enriching, exciting film you've ever seen. And while Blade Runner's a fucking bland piece of shit, you know, nothing happens in it. <laughs> Let it go, James. Let it go. <laughs> But nothing happens. It all happens in the last five minutes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like June's very slow and it's very. It's a. It's a. It could be accused of being a little boring, but people love it. People are raging about it, and I've seen it. I thought it was okay, and I thought it's like only half the story as well. Is mm. that a spoiler to tell you? Oh no, I've heard that. I it's only about like half the book or something. Half the first book, I, and like I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. It's like it was. And that's a bad way to come away from a film is like not knowing. It's like, yeah, I was, I appreciated like the filmmaking, I suppose, more than the content of the film. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of feel about all of the news films. I feel like I'm admiring like, you know, effort put into the craft. Yeah. I actually am enjoying the film. Who's your, what's that? What else has he done? Uh, He's done Blade Runner 2049. Um. He's done um, Enemy. And he's also done Arrival. It's a film about the big toenail that comes from space. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I know of Arrival. Uh, what was Enemy? Uh, it was Jake Gyllenhaal versus himself. Ooh. Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal action. No. Double Jake hmm? Double Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Story of two Jakes. Starring two Jakes. Come on. It's a film. It's a film. It's a book, so, I think, as well. Yeah, it is. <coughs> 
Scrape in the barrel. <laughs> Scrape in the barrel. Scrape in the barrel. No, that's fucking pearls before swine. That's what that is. <laughs> what kind of swine? Um, my my shit uh, word associations are absolutely pearls. Um, but, These are uh, pearls. The pearl fucking necklace. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, he so I, I think it's the major ones. He's probably done others, but he did a uh, Sicario. So it's the one about um, the FBI in Mexico mm. trying to break up drug cartels. Uh, and I'm sure he's done others, but that's all I can remember. I don't know really much of his stuff then, so uh, interesting. But no, I, I seen if, I like the visual side of what I've seen of June. Dunk looked pretty. <laughs> Duncan Hugo <laughs> looked pretty good. Duncan Idaho was like a character from it that everybody became kind of like memed on because his name was so silly. Duncan Idaho? Yeah. In 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 June, there's a character called Duncan Idaho? Yeah. That's kind I of strange. Didn't, I didn't think it was that silly, but the internet really thought it was very silly. It's kind of a strange name. <laughs> For sci-fi, maybe? Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Sounds like a character from fucking Ready Player One. Now there's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that by? Steven Spielberg. Oh. Although the spiel, the spiel, the old big spiel, Lucas himself, um, <laughs> big spiel. <laughs> um, but I like man saying it was directed by Steven Spielberg. There's fucking five, like twenty minutes of like live action footage, and it's all computers. It's like I do not think he directed fucking shit on that film. He showed <laughs> up for a day, shot a few shots, and went home. Aye, uh, fucking dreadful film. I thought it was alright. Really? Yeah. Blade Runner is bland and fucking Ready Player One is all right. It was right. a good fucking romp, action-y, bland. You know, I like films that have predictable, shitty storylines sometimes. Do you like all the references? Did you get all the references? Did you like the references? The references were fine. Do you like what's, the what's wrong with the references? You was driving the, the uh, Back to the Future DeLorean, but it had like Acto 1 written along the side because, you know, he's really cool. <clears throat> and then, like, you know, he... he what is like, wrong? Why Why are the references inherently bad? Like, Because there's only references in that film. A little reference. What's wrong with A that? scattering of references is, an, is, is like an homage. A few references is a reference. And then lots of references is just, I have no fucking ideas of my own. I'm just going to borrow... But it does have ideas of its valor. own. It has... Right, so hold on. Here's another thing, right? Give me... What did you watch? One of the Marvel films that you liked... Uh, one of the Marvel films I liked. I liked uh, Thor Ragnarok. Right. It does have a few references, for sure. But it's a fucking action movie with the same bad guys and good guys and the good guys win, right? So so was Ready Player One. It was just another show where people win a fucking fight. I suppose it's like the Matrix as well. Oh, it's also like, I don't know, fucking Lawrence of Arabia because the good guys win. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's, 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 you know, it's not original in terms of its format, but it follows a reasonable plot and... The references on top are just the. It's just, it's the, just a big fucking lump of icing, just yeah, crushing just, the cake. That's apparently a, a that crumb bad. at the like, bottom. It's not like, oh my god, there's too many references. It's just like there's lots of references to culture. It's that fucking lame is what it is. Why is it so lame? You're just jealous. You're just jealous of the references. You want, I want to make a thing that has loads of references in it, and he's stolen my idea. Uh, I don't know. That's what it is. You want to reference? That's what your hell mall's <coughs> going to be just references to other games. It's references to '90s stuff, I guess, but not really a lot of <gasps> '90s references. Not like games or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Is this like an in-group out-group thing? It's like because that's kind of my world of like pop culture. It's like I find the references maybe overbearing. Yeah, probably that's what it is. If I saw a movie about music and it was constant references to music that I liked, it for example, like, the film Patrick. yesterday. Well, I was thinking about that Bill and Ted. Uh, Face the music. Face the music. Had the Foo Fighters in it or something. Did it have the Foo Fighters? You know, I have seen it. And, like, I, I, recently it. as well. 
fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a surprise? No, I, I didn't That's hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I, it. It served a purpose. You know what I mean? It was like, again, it's like, like pretty inoffensive movie that mm. does shit, but it was a, a stain upon the Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the high, you know, art that Bill and Ted achieved Bill and Ted with its other... Is very it's good. creative. It yeah, is good. Yeah, like, it's yes. Like, it's like the camera's a lot more like, you know, whoa, cool, and finding cool new wacky ways to shoot things, and then it's got like, you know, all the really cool, like, it's cool, it's good. It is good. Yeah, like, it is very creative. Good. It is, and mm-hmm. visually interesting and stuff, and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's outside the box, and definitely not what you'd expect from a sequel from the other movie. Yeah. But, yeah, so the face of music was just oh. pish. It's just, I mean, it's depressing because you see all these, like, you know, franchises. Well, right. it's, it's like the franchise thing of it's it's the, it's the equivalent of bands that haven't played together for twenty years going on tour again, and you're like, like uh, sitting cash down grab, and you're fucking tired. Yeah, yeah mm. it's just so cynical. It's like, oh great, I guess we're doing this now. Right. And the fight. The worst part about it was it's it's just the like feeling like the only sane man in an insane world moment. Because like <laughs> it's just like whenever it came out, it was like, oh man, that was really bad. And it was really bad formally because like the whole film is really takes place in like living rooms, like. Sh- like street like corridors you know like places that are really cheap to shoot in mm-hmm. like there's a bit in the world that like, they're like it's really strange because they're playing like a crappy garage band they run away but they run away into somebody's kitchen <laughs> but it's like you're supposed to be at a gig and anyway that's not important but the point is it's just like the real low effort to try to make anything look or feel like a real place mm. and then the CGI is like really bad your woman like I forget her name Christian Kirsty Salt, I don't remember. Kirsten, anyway, Kirsten Dunst. No, <laughs> but she's on like a really bad green screen and stuff, and the special effects are completely woeful. Mm. And like then there's like the, I don't know. It's like it's really it's bad, really formally. So like maybe it's a COVID movie. I don't know. It looks like absolute hot garbage. <laughs> the plot of it is like here's bit girl Bill and Ted shown who are like showing up, oh, and they're like you know they obviously are just little you know little Miss little Miss He you know girl versions of the main characters um, and they're really we don't have any time establishing them and anyway point is it's bad it's bad in every way possible but they can't, the takeaway that the internet went was like this is a bit of positivity in these dark times yeah. and I'm like are you fucking joking me I just watched like what is below a hallmark level quality of film and like I, just like looking like I feel like like you know the just looking around the theatre like what is happening is this real <laughs> Is this real life? <laughs> yeah. It was bad. I mean, yeah. It was quite bad. I really, yeah, I do remember thinking that there was a bit where they're talking to Dave Grohl in his house and I, I do I remember house. some of the, yeah, I remember some of the locations. It's just like, it's not very many imaginative places in this movie. <laughs> it was like, what? It just felt, yeah, sort of cheap. No. Keanu Reeves' face as well is quite scary. He's yeah, because like he's, he's had a beard for so long that's kind of like hidden how old he's gotten. Yeah. And when he shaves off the beard and it's just kind of like a bit of an old man face is underneath. You're like, Ugh. He's all rubbery looking. Yeah. He also he looks it? like he's in pain as well. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so it hurts doing this, but I said I would do it. Damn it. <laughs> like, like he broke his neck in 1999 on the set of The Matrix. No way. And I'm just like, has he been in constant pain since then? Just <laughs> like he's, been, like, he's just been like such a great guy. He's not <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that about it breaking his neck in the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix Fuck. is a good movie now. Ah, uh, the new one, I. <laughs> I so yeah, actually, funny. I wrote in the book there about the Matrix. It's like should a film, should a film be so obvious as to be leave no room for interpretation? 
because a lot of people mm. have taken away from that film thinking so such a positive light in these dark times for the Matrix one yeah there's a trend going on here <laughs> I don't like positive lights in dark times apparently <laughs> you don't like any light <laughs> darkness forever I do like the darkness not the band but <laughs> the concept um, uh, yeah so I what was I saying yeah the Matrix Matrix bad you seen it no it's bad. I, I kind of want to watch it to see how bad it is because I've seen some pretty bad reviews of it. Like people just saying how shit it looks and how it's all just in one room and it's all just they explain the story and nothing really happens. Pretty much, yeah. It sounds terrible. Like it's. I like Cloud Atlas. So I'm mm-hmm. Oh, I Cloud Atlas was alright. I did like Cloud Atlas. I didn't realize that was Wachowski's. Uh, and it was mired with controversy because of Yellowface. <laughs> oh, oh, I some who plays Yellowface in it. That actor who no one could ever remember if they had a thousand Tilda years. Swinton? No, Tilda Swinton's great. She did a controversy, controversial Asian thing though recently, but anyway. Uh, she was in uh, Doctor Strange. Totally. But she didn't Asian up or anything like that. She was just playing a Asian mystic. Mm. It was a little... Dodgy. Dodgy, yeah. She was, and then she sort of went, oh yeah, well, you know, I think it's good to have conversations about this stuff. And that was her defense. <laughs> While her like, running away, talking to her, firing her agent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not her fault she was cast in that role. Like She was just like, what, Marvel film? Yep, sure, that sounds good. And of course, now she's not going to come back because it was so controversial. I think her it Golden is kinda, Goose was, you know, uh, well, her agent, definitely, but like, you know, she probably shouldn't have done it. But uh, sure, different times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mar- Martin turning down work in a mil- in a billion dollar uh, thing because it might be controversial in the future. Well, no, because, <laughs> you know. When you're not even that familiar with the source material as well. You're just like, that's her fault, though, she should have been. How much do you know about the Marvel Universe? I don't give a fuck about it, but I'm not going to pay I'm not going to pay fucking 20 million to be in a movie about it, though. Yeah, but she probably just thought, like, oh, I'm a comic book character. This is a comic book character I'm playing. Okay, fine. She probably didn't think it was controversial. Yeah, she just didn't think. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. It's the problem with everyone these days. Don't think. Think before you speak. And then don't speak. <laughs> don't speak. I think, I think the lesson really is just never speak. <laughs> <laughs>